As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. I'd like to start today's show with a shout out to our show sponsor, Jane. Jane is a practice management software with a fully integrated PCI compliant payment solution called Jane Payments, designed to manage all of your payment needs. The team at Jane knows that every practice is unique, and that means your payment needs are unique too. With that in mind, the team at Jane has created a payment personality quiz to identify how Jane Payments can help you save time and get paid faster. It only takes a few minutes to fill out and the results of the quiz will help you decide whether online payments are the way to go or if a terminal is helpful for you based on how you practice. We use Jane Payments for all of our transactions here at Vancouver Wellness Studio and it has made our workflow so much easier so we can focus on what matters most, our patient care. You can take the quiz at jane.app slash payments. Don't forget, listeners can use the code wellness1mo at jane.app slash start for a one month grace period on your new Jane account. Welcome back everyone to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Marco DeChantis. Welcome, Marco. Thank you so much. And it's an absolute pleasure and uh, I'm grateful to be present and to, to be part of this podcast. So thank you. I'd love if we could start just by you introducing yourself and sharing a bit about who you are and what you're doing. Sure. So I practice um, chiropractic out of Toronto, two clinics uh, currently right now um, for the past 11 years. And I own and operate them with my identical twin brother. And we've been doing that uh, together on and off once again for 11 to 10 years. I specialized in the beginning part of my career in sports science, being a, a chiropractic sport fellow, and then through the years been branching into more public health, particularly with humanitarian missions in Africa, and still doing that coming in the new year with pediatric division. And I'm also currently in the middle of generating a new business, which we'll eventually get to, which is focused on helping new and recent grads in getting their foothold in the clinical environment, empowering them and uh, giving them their self-ownership in owning their own business. Amazing. So you're wearing a lot of hats these days. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, a lot of our listeners are, of course, business owners and health and wellness providers. So I'm curious, I think people always like to know, like, what is the structure of your chiropractic clinic, yeah. you know, the two clinics? Do you have, how many employees do you have? Do you have contractors? Are they true employees? Are they, you know, do you have different disciplines? Kind of what's your current setup? Sure. It's multidisciplinary. So in the sense that there's chiros, 
So not just myself and, and my brother, but there's other chiros that are there and they're all contractors. Uh, we just got uh, an acupuncturist starting last week, physiotherapist, naturopathic, psychotherapy, kinesiology, uh, fascial stretch therapy. Um, and we're in a building that has optometrists, family practice, emergency dental, plastic surgery. So there's quite a few different disciplines within our clinical setting and also the clinical setting right around us. And that's a beautiful way to generate not only a community of practitioners, but a community for patients that they could obviously access. Um, we have right now two um, staff, which are the actual only employees, an office manager and a front desk staff. And utilizing Jane has been really helpful in the sense of streamlining the managerial process in the sense that a lot of this starting 10 to 11 years ago and then working through clinical practices and how things evolved, particularly after COVID, a lot of businesses, not only ours, realized we didn't need as much staff and that we're probably underutilizing the technology that we had. So it's been beautiful to realize, oh, crap, Jane can do a lot of this stuff for us. And oh, crap, you know, we can streamline uh, certain costs that way. And um, even though certain practitioners are only virtual, such as our psychotherapists and our and our naturopath, Jane's been really helpful in, in the sense with the particular group sessions, connecting all the patients and connecting all the practitioners uh, together. Yeah, I agree with that. I think most people are probably underutilizing Jane or whatever EHR system that they have. And finding all those capabilities can really uh, actually make a huge impact on your business. Absolutely. So oh, it's yeah. important thing to do. And, um, you know, you and I are big Jane fans and their support team is amazing. So um, if you are using Jane and you want to know how to better utilize everything in support of your business, they are always happy to chat with you. Okay, so how are you managing all these various roles that you carry daily, right? So it sounds like you're doing, you're still working with clients, with patients clinically. Yep. Uh, you own the business, personal life, expanding to now another business. What, what's your secret? How are you balancing yeah. it? Copious amounts of coffee. And, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the truth. People. Um, right. It's, uh, there, I, I find, uh, or I found that there is a diminishing returns once you get to about three espressos in one day. So it's great to find our limits, but yeah, at times, uh, and this is for any business owner at any time when, when we start, actually, let me take a step back. Uh, whatever discipline we come from, whether it's chiropractic, dental, uh, MD, you're, you're spending four years or more learning your discipline. And that business education is really, really a fraction of what it is that we get taught before we, we go out into practice. Now, whether you're an associate, you're a contractor, you work in the hospital setting, you start your business, you're pretty much on your own. I mean, you learned how to be a doc or to do your vocation, but you didn't really know or learn the business aspect of it. So it, I, I'm fortunate where you know, I made those mistakes, but I also had uh, a great network uh, around me to bring me to this point where I can feel like I'm tapping my head, rubbing my belly, and then juggling a uh, fiery bowling pin with one hand. It's a lot to, to do at once. And I find that pragmatically really focusing per day on certain challenges and then setting goals 
I have my whiteboard set up where there's, you know, week one goal, week two goal. And by the end of this month, this is what um, should be accomplished. And that really keeps me aligned. Uh, but uh, right now it's, it's, I'm basically transitioning out of clinical work. I'm going to be starting locum works and that's allowing me the opportunity to dive deeper into developing the Daphne Health Alliance. And uh, frankly, kind of going, um, exploring my own personal life <laughs> a bit more, which has been taking a, a back seat with all these different roles that, uh, that I'm wearing. And primarily, I have to interject with saying this, that overall, your own happiness has to be, absolutely has to be first and foremost in your mind. It's great to do what we love to do. But if we're not connected to our happiness, all the time. And what I mean by that, we'll have our on days and our off days, you know, we're not feeling well and, and blah, blah, blah. But even on those days, really being truly happy about what it is that we're doing, I find just allows us to keep doing what it is that we're doing, no matter how many roles or hats we wear on a given day. 100% agree on that. What, what keeps you motivated, you know, in your mm. daily life and in your work? I firmly absolutely believe that what it is that I'm doing is for me. I fell into chiropractic in the sense of in back in 2007, getting injured and then my dad just recommending to go to a, to a family chiro who really opened up my mind to a manual form of medicine or manual conservative therapy. And from that, I working with my hands and then um, working with patients Every single day, I, I know this is this is what I love to do. And being mindful of that love where it's not only found in work, but that work is love, that is what really, really, really um, keeps me going. So no matter what you see in what part of the world, whether you're doing uh, working with this patient or you know, seeing some really, frankly, horrendous, horrendous stuff, connecting with that love allows you to do your best. And that's what keeps me motivated and, and, and keeps me going. Um, because from that, I'm able to generate a loving life, not only for myself, but for others. And when we talk about like, what's your why, right? Like most healthcare mm. providers, we have a why, right? We all go into this field for a reason. And that foundationally, whenever I'm working with clinic owners, the piece that, you know, what's the thing that's going to keep you going when you want to quit? What's the thing that's going to keep you going when it gets really hard or there's a global pandemic or there's hardship? Mm -hmm. And when your work is love, it's hard to not keep doing it. Right? Said po pointly, that's COVID was this interesting time where the difficulty I, well personally I speak personally it, it was it was tough to not be physically connected to others and that you know some people i guess relished in that and as you know with rmt's um sorry registered massage therapist massage therapist physiotherapist i mean we have that tactile connection and that is part of of, of the love where you're you know, have this physical connection to patients where they can physically not only feel what you're doing, but you're translating your wisdom and your knowledge through that touch towards them. That I found was um, profound when it's, I was able to get back into it again and, and, and almost like finding your, your second wind or 
rediscovering the the love all over again like yes this is this is the why it is the physical connection to others that allows me to deliver this love um this work in me to um to people and and, and frankly i mean you can spend all the the years you want in school getting all the degrees uh, on the wall which you can't translate into a loaf of bread even if you wanted to this is the actual way i found that I can relate that education, that wisdom, that knowledge through to patients is that direct connection and, and, and that, and I love, so that is the why, and it's so important to do that. Now, that's not discounting saying we, we can't, you know, be part of, uh, of this business to earn a living. And I'm not saying that obviously Absolutely. that is a big part of it, but when you're doing what you love, that just really manifests itself like really like that. And you'd be surprised how fast things just grow from there, especially when you're doing it from the heart. Absolutely. And I think where we, you know, where clinic owners can get into trouble, a lot of health care providers have this experience where they start out doing what they love and mm. then it becomes that they're doing it in a way that it doesn't feel loving, right? Because owning a clinic is a lot of work and it's running a, a business <laughs> is yeah. a lot of work. So I think talking about our own health and wellness as business owners, our own self-care as business owners is vitally important. As I see this every day, clinic owners are doing wearing all the hats still and they're not taking care of themselves. Mm. And my question is always, well, how how are you enjoying what you've built. Absolutely. How are you utilizing what you've built? So my question to you is, you know, what do you prioritize for your health and wellness? And how do you do that, especially in relationship to like the business that you've built, right? Are you integrated into that in a way for your own care? And what does that look like? Um, self-care every single morning. So it depends. And this took quite a few years to develop. And, and thankfully, I had um, particularly colleagues and friends that were able to, I want to say expand my mind or open my mind, but bring to my attention certain factors that I can be utilizing every single day that help me to maintain the speed that I'm going at, but obviously enjoy what it is that I'm doing. And once again, every morning self-care. So whether that be through yoga or through Vipassana meditation and, and physical, like physical structure, self-care, working out, uh, spending quality time with yourself and in yourself is absolutely vital, not only to keep yourself grounded, but to keep connected as to why I'm doing this, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> and where is this going? And what am I going to be getting out of it? And I, and I know that sounds egotistical, but in the end here, you have to be, you have to have your happiness first and, and, and foremost. And when that comes from a genuine, meaningful place, that really does translate to everyone else around you. So self-care is incredibly important and it can just start, you know, two minutes every day focusing on Anapana, just, you know, observing the breath in and out of your nose, or just making that conscious health diet. You know what, today, I'm not going to have that Coke, maybe today, I'm going to have, you know, a shake. There was a great study uh, about five or several years ago, I read, 
where they're looking at, and I don't recall the type of depression because there's obviously many different types, but they're looking at a depressive cohort and they found that just driving to the gym, they don't even need to work out, just driving to the gym, parking in the parking lot, their depression scores dropped. So there isn't, it's what I'm getting at here. There's not that much we actually need to do every single day for our wellness, but having that wellness in mind and making those small little adjustments or those purposeful intents can really snowball and man you'd be surprised what you can do or what was blocking you from doing or continuing um, to do more and and this is where I I find there's always this endless energy uh, within us we just got to sometimes connect to it and find it you spoke a little bit about your awesome support system in your life Mm. and who have been those mentors, people that have influenced you along your journey to get to where you are now as a business owner, a clinician, and a person? Yeah. Close colleague of mine that I graduated the chiropractic college with, um, a cousin of mine, a third cousin of mine have been pillars. Pillars not only of emotional support, but pillars in a sense of being this positive force of gravity that maintains you on your path towards your goals. I mean, the path is a path. It's never the way, or it would just be kind of easy. So there's always things along, you know, speed bumps, divots, potholes that could steer us away, even other people. But to have the, the, these positive force where the gravity kind of keeps you there have been really, really helpful. And the best things that these two individuals have done for me have been mentors in a way as a non-judgmental, non-egotistical means of upping my game, where I see not only, not necessarily what it is that they're doing, but seeing how they approach different situations. It's never about this can't be done. Oh, this is a problem. It's okay. This is here. How do we work with it? Where do we go from here? So it's always about this mind shift or gear shift on, on the perception or observation. And that is what truly at its core, what really connected me to how they're upping my game. And from that, a lot of things became possible. And then once you realize that a lot is is, is possible, there's nothing that's really impossible. <laughs> and um, it's been blossoming ever since then. So I really owe a, a lot in, in um, to the both of them to bring me to this point. And consequently, with Daphne Health Alliance, it's it's they're big. They have roles involved with that in in the continued progression. So it's making sure those genuine connections are there. What I mean by genuine connections is the people that you hold close to you should always be uplifting for you. It should never be about a competition or about having something or or, or, or getting something. It should really be about an um, evolution and elevation. I always like to ask if you're talking to a new clinic owner or a new practice owner, what are your pearls of wisdom, right? Mm. What, what are those top one, two, three things that you wish you would have known or that you like to share with others who are starting out on this journey? Yeah, things will happen. And even though there's 8 billion people on this planet right now, whatever happens, you're not the first and you will absolutely not be the last to go through it, even though it may be new to you. So what I mean by that is sometimes we just got not bear with it, but buckle down and say, hey, it really is 
nothing that can't be navigated. We just got to start from ourselves to to navigate that. So that's the the big one. Things will happen, and it's they just do outside of your own scope. However, it is it is not impossible to get yourself around. Um, get a great team together. And what I mean by team, and I particularly with the business owners, I would always uh, encourage them get an actual business like account manager that frankly talks to you and keeps talking to you and connected with you. Get yourself a great lawyer. And that's going to come particularly important when it comes to contracts, either reading contracts or devising contracts. And get yourself a fantastic accountant and bookkeeper. You wear many hats and you're a professional in your own right, but you can't be the jack of all trades, particularly when it comes to anything in law, um, uh, accounting. And we hire these professionals for a reason because they spend years in that professional, in that profession, sorry, doing these things. So have a great team. Know that team may change, but also trust that that team is going to be taking care of certain things that you can't frankly manage. The last thing is you got to learn how to manage yourself. Situations come up and you're going to observe reactions and you got to learn on how to respond. And where that response comes in is that momentary stop, pause, mindful of what the heck you're doing, and then respond as opposed to react. Because as a clinic owner, you're wearing the the actual uh, captain hat here and you're the captain and you're the the actual like like you're you're the, the whole everything that the team is pivoting on so knowing how you react versus responding is going to be key because if you're reacting in a certain way that's deleterious not only to your own health but to the health and wellness of the entire environment it doesn't matter how good you are or how many degrees you have um, people aren't going to come and see you <laughs> they don't want to come and see you and no one's going to want to work with you so know yourself get a great team and know that whatever happens heck you can get past it and get beyond it. Solid advice. Okay, let's talk about Daphne Health Alliance because this sounds amazing and I'm really <laughs> excited about it. So tell us all about it. Yeah. Um, so Daphne was someone that um, connected pretty deeply towards me and someone that I, I met on a trip in Italy about a year ago. And um, one of my colleagues... Um, that, that I mentioned who um, really upped my game was, was there with me. So I kind of named this after her in a sense of that it was a, a new elevation in, in my own life and where this health alliance comes from or where it's where I'm directing towards is to new and recent grads, particularly for them, because cutting out into, in, into the field, I always found there's one or two different avenues. You either buy a clinic and or start a clinic. There's that very rare few that can step into a family practice in any discipline and then be a contractor. There really isn't that much autonomy. You're either, uh, sorry, you're either following a mold or you have a mold that isn't started yet and you're not quite too familiar about what you should do or how you should do it or you're told what to do. So with Daphne Health Alliance, I effectively set up a clinical space a barbershop space, so to speak, where you have your own room or multiple rooms. Um, it's a clinically designed in the sense that the doors are wide enough where you can get a wheelchair in, multiple plugs, sinks, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's, it's run by a practitioner who's kind of went through all those pitfalls. 
And I'm not here to sell any business model, but it's more about here's a space where you can discover your own business model. And through that, there's support that I can provide, you know, pragmatically as a mentor, but also in terms of other support, uh, particularly for getting um, your, yourself more known in the field and to generate more patience to come um, towards you in a way that's not soliciting in a way that's frank, uh, frankly meaningful where you could build your practice, grow in that space and take off if you want to. The whole idea with Daphne Health Alliance is success and space. And we provide you with a space for your own success that comes from an area of work and love, love and work. It's really a lovely, such a lovely offering to new <laughs> providers in your community and We've, I've seen a couple spaces like this that are similar popping up in the States that it's yeah. not exactly the same, but that people are playing around with this idea of why don't I create a wellness space that is more of a, you know, intentionally helping people start their own business and providing some of those resources. So I think it's an invaluable tool and offering, um, how how can people who are maybe wanting to learn more about this, how can they do that? Absolutely. So we're in the midst right now of setting up our actual website with DaphneHealthAlliance.com and .ca. Um, we'll have our first location in Belleville, Ontario, starting at the end of this year. We actually break ground to start building in September 29th. And from that, I'll be reaching out through Jane and through other social media accounts um, associated with that and through Daphne Health Alliance, where we could show the space and then invite any practitioner really to start their own practice with us. And the, the, the really lovely part about this is I want um, practitioners, any disciplines really out there, it's not about how they're going to practice or what it is that they're going to practice. It's just to have a space, where, a safe space, really, where they know that they're not going to be taken advantage of. And what I mean by that truly is I've been taken advantage of, <laughs> you know, in terms of, 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 of this sort of clinical setting. And part of it is seeing with other colleagues as well who aren't practicing or, or became or become jaded um, on the business aspect of, of, of how things can be run to show practitioners that there is a different way and that there is a way and they can find their way. That's what Daphne Health Alliance is really all about. Thank you so much, Marco. It's really a pleasure to chat with you today. And um, I think our audience will really appreciate everything you shared. Thank you so much. And thank you again for the opportunity. And um, yeah. I, I wish you well and on all your listeners. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Thanks so much for listening to the wellness center creators podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.